This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is sponsored by The Savvy Gardener. Growing up, she loved tending to plants with her grandparents, and she always wanted to have lush gardens with lots of plants. However, she lived in a city, and she never had the opportunity, so she filled her homes with houseplants. Houseplants filled her with joy, and caring for them brought her a lot of healing. She hated searching for them and traveling to nurseries, so she decided to start her own business, Meet the Savvy Gardener. All of their houseplants are sent directly to the customer from the nursery, so no middleman, no traveling, and no picking which one looks good. Free shipping always and no minimum requirements. Their motto is growing happiness one leaf at a time. I absolutely love their plants that they sent me. I love houseplants and I love knowing exactly which ones are pet friendly, especially having a new puppy. All of their houseplants have all the information that you need and you simply just go take a look and find which one works best for you and your household. Make sure to head on over to their website at IamTheSavvyGardener.com or you can check out their Instagram, IamTheSavvyGardener, to check out all of their houseplants that would make your cozy house a great home. And make sure that you head on over and find all of their stories on Instagram. They love to support and show all the amazing houseplants and the setups of their customers. Thank you again so much, The Savvy Gardener. Make sure you head on over for their houseplant sent directly to your very front door. Welcome to the Little Bit of Life podcast. I'm your host, Tabitha, better known as Little. You may think you know me from social media, but little is shown off the apps. That's until now. This podcast is dedicated to having those real, raw, and occasional chats together about what we seem to think, but don't say. Special guests will join me that have impacted me along the way. Nothing is off limits. Sit back, take time for yourself. You've earned it. And enjoy today's topic. One voice, one story at a time. Let's dive in together. Hey ladies, welcome. We have an episode for the ladies and yes, we have an episode for the men, but this one is talking about women's health. Are you healthy? Are you holistic? Do you need help to feel empowered and confident? Today I have on an amazing guest. Her name is Megan and she is a women's health and aesthetic nurse practitioner. We are talking all things from period tracking, hormones, PCOS, weight loss, and balancing all of those incredible hormones that we just don't know what we're supposed to do with them. Sit back, relax, enjoy today's very special episode and share it out to one of your girlfriends. Let's get to talking. Hey guys, welcome into another episode, Little Bit of Life podcast right here with your host, Little. We are talking all things women's health. We are in this huge movement right now that it is women empowering women, and we are not in competition with each other. Yes, you heard that right. We are not in competition with each other. We should be here to support and educate. I have on Megan with me today. She is a women's health and aesthetic nurse practitioner that is bringing women's health to the forefront. Megan, how's it going? I'm so excited to have you on with us today. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and to talk about everything women's health. Yes. I think we're in this huge movement where we have learned how to take care of ourselves, so to speak, through generations, through what our mothers taught us and what their mothers taught them. And it's completely changed. It is so out of the ballpark now. We are going to start talking about that dreaded thing, 
hormonal birth control. It's crazy to think that right now in the United States, 65% of over 72 women, 72 million women are taking hormonal birth control. That is a wild number when you sit and think about that. It's insane. And I, like you were saying, I just think, you know, conventionally everyone's like, okay, I have to be on birth control. Like I have to do this. And, you know, that's so far from the truth. And I really wish that conventional medicine would get to the forefront of medicine because, you know, that our bodies are incredible. And so we have looked at a period as a bad thing for so long when as me as a provider, if you have a period and it's healthy and it's regular, that's a sign of, you know, good quality life. Like your fertility is good, you're healthy, your hormones are in balance, and that's important, right? And so all these people are like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I want to get rid of it and just use a birth control pill and mask it. And it, it's so sad. And so like you're saying, I w- really don't think a lot of women know even what's going on with their body because they're using this Band-Aid to mask so many symptoms. Mm-hmm. I think when, I mean, I was raised that way in college. If you're going to be sexually active, you have to be on birth control, no matter what. Like, don't risk it. Don't play Russian roulette. And it's interesting when you say, as a nurse practitioner for women's health, if you have a natural cycle, that's great. That's normal. And being on hormonal birth control, I don't even know what a normal cycle is anymore. I I don't think my body knows, which I think for us, We've been like trained of thinking, oh, I'm on hormonal birth control. If I skip a period for months and months and months at a time, that's normal. This is healthy. And I think we're starting to, you know, realize now as women, like, hey, this is not normal. This is not healthy. And I want to get my body back to what it was born to do. So how do we do that if we've been on hormonal birth control for so long and we're out of sync with ourselves? So yeah, that's a good question. So definitely, like you were saying, um, you know, I think the first step is just evaluating and saying, okay, what have I been masking, right? And so, you know, whether that's if you're on the birth control pill or the patch, those are pretty simple for you to just stop. And unfortunately, you can have side effects, especially for those first three months where your cycle starts to regulate, um, even up to six months, honestly. And so I see a lot of women, they come to me and they're like, hey, like I've been on birth control for years, you know, I don't even know what's going on anymore. And so exactly like you're saying, unfortunately, it starts to become this lifestyle impact where, you know, because long-term hormonal birth control can really impact your sexual dysfunction. It can impact your vitamin levels. Um, and so it depletes all of your vitamin B, your magnesium, um, your zinc levels, which are really important for our energy, our focus, our metabolism. And so to not have all those you know, nutrients anymore and just deplete all your sources, you're totally, like you're saying, you're t- starting from the bottom of the barrel. And so to start fresh, you have to get rid of the birth control and, you know, start with supplementation, start with healthy diet, start with exercise, meditation. Um, and it's a huge overhaul. And, um, like you were saying, I wanted to talk about the, um, the continuous form of birth control that that's what I was always Mm -hmm. thought like, Oh, it's safe. It's safe to do this forever. And, it's not that it's a bad thing, but I, like I said, I'm just tired of us viewing our menstrual cycles as this horrible thing in the room. And, and it's not, it's, it's this wonderful thing. Our body, you know, works with it and it's sync and it goes through this wonderful ebb and flow of helping our body. And every 
function in your body needs your estrogen, your progesterone, and your, your testosterone to fluctuate to optimize for your health. So yeah, I definitely think that there's a misnomer going around in the medical community where people are like, okay, it's fine. You can take this birth control pill for five years. And when in reality, that placebo week is not a menstrual cycle. It is actually a breakthrough bleed of not having those hormones. And so you're actually not even really having a true period, even on hormonal um, contraception. And so I'm just, I'm sick of it. I'm mm-hmm. like you said, I'm sick of telling young girls like, okay, you have to take this for years and years. And it leads to anxiety, depression, vitamin deficiencies, and it's horrible. And so I definitely would like the education mm-hmm. to change, um, you know, on more condoms, cycle tracking. When are you ovulating? Don't have intercourse then. That's important. And a lot of people don't even know. And so our education system has definitely failed the younger generation of women. And so I'm really trying to push for that where I'm like, please don't be on birth control for long term. Is it okay short term for certain conditions? Yes. Is it okay long term? Heck no. (laughs) Like, absolutely not. So. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was interesting because of that 65% of the 72.2 million people that are on hormonal birth control, the age of those that were polled in this started at the age of 15 to 49. When you sit and think of a 15-year-old of what they're doing to their system, it's something where, and I'm sure the numbers are probably a lot lower than that. I'm sure they're, you know, there's 13 and 14-year-olds that are on hormonal birth control. And it's something that when you're talking about all of the vitamins and the deficiencies that can be a problem, and you look at that age of 15, you are still in this huge growth period. Your body is changing as a female. So I really wanted to do this episode for parents as well. I mean, there's always that fear of, you know, is my teenager sexually active? And it just seems to have always been the thing of throw them on birth control. That's the safe route, you know, just throw them on birth control. So if we have a parent that might be listening and they're like, you know what? Like, I thought that that was the next step. I love that you talk about, you know, the period. There's tracking apps now that you can teach your child and yourself how to know when you ovulate, when to be cautious, when to avoid and sustain sex. So we have a parent listening. What would you suggest if their teenager wants to get on birth control? Absolutely. So that's a good question. Um, You know, like you said, there's the apps nowadays are just, they're incredible. They do anything and everything. And so I think children, especially, I shouldn't call them children, but teenagers, literally, they're more technologically savvy than you and I. And so, you know, showing them like the flow app and explaining to them, hey, this is your menstrual cycle. This is, you know, your flicker phase, your luteal phase. This is when you ovulate. And it helps you track that out and teaching them, okay, don't have intercourse. And if you always, you know, anytime you have sexual intercourse, I think we should always teach our children, Hey, use a condom. You never know. And that uh, that's kind of gotten away. And it's kind of like a, Oh, you know, I don't, I don't need a condom. When in reality, the only thing that protects your child from an STI is a condom. It's not birth control. So Mm -hmm. in my opinion, pregnancy shouldn't be your biggest concern, right? You don't want your child getting chlamydia, gonorrhea, like God forbid. And so, you know, really harping, hey, I know it might not be the cool thing to do, but wrap it up. Like, especially if you have a female and, or a daughter, excuse me, um, you know, tell them, hey, like you stand your ground and say, we have to wear condoms. And the only birth control that I ever recommend 
ever to any of my patients, if they absolutely have to be on birth control for X reason, is the IUD. Um, I don't mind the IUD, but the unfortunate part is it is less systemic, but it is not completely localized. A lot of people, I think there's this misconception out there that an IUD is localized only, and that's not true. It does systemically leak into your system. It is not as impactful as other forms. So it is the best form out of all of them, right? But, you know, you tell me, I don't know, if you've got to pick one drug to do and your drug is marijuana, okay, over cocaine. I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? You pick your choice, <laughs> but I'm mm-hmm. like... And so that's the only thing like I, and I know a lot of OBs, which I think is stupid in my opinion, but where they're like, oh, they haven't had a child, so they can't have an IUD. That's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They, they have IUDs out there that are small enough for a teenage um, woman to have that and be comfortable. And that way you feel better. Your child's protected. Maybe, you know, she gets through college with that. And then you're like, okay, enough. Cause truly like you're saying, like long-term use is not the answer a hundred percent. So I would definitely say condoms in short, um, cycle tracking, and then last but not least an IUD. And we're going to go into the topic of women's health, because when you walk up to a woman on the street or you ask a stranger, do you know everything about your health as a female? The immediate answer would probably be, yeah, I do, of course. But when you actually start going into detail, especially with, you know, how recently have you had lab work? Have you had all of your vitamins checked? Are you vitamin deficient? Are you sleeping? Are you stressed? How's your diet? How's your extra? Most women would sit there and be like, oh, you know what? I really, I, I don't think I really know my health that much, which leads me to the big question. If we have a listener that's like, I haven't had blood work and I don't even know how long or maybe never. What is the very first step in learning about your actual health? What is the most important step right off the bat? Sure, absolutely. So I am actually a big believer on preventative medicine. And so I know this sounds silly, but I wish everyone that is 18 years old could literally have like a full blood panel, right? Wouldn't you want to know if, hey, I'm predisposed for diabetes or, hey, my lipids are already up at 18 or, you know, hmm, my testosterone is maybe dropping a little at 25. That is imperative. And I think most people are led astray from, oh, we don't need this. Like, and the reality is insurance doesn't cover it, right? It's not that it's not needed or not imperative. It's your insurance doesn't cover this. And so your doctor's like, well, we're screwed. So I can't order that. And um, they're put in a, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people look at their providers and they're like, well, work with me here. And they're just as bound by insurance. And so honestly, I think there's no right age to start thinking about your health, but it's right now. And it's, you know, go to your doctor and demand these results, even if it takes one or two times, right, for insurance to cover it. And so you need more than a simple CBC and a CMP, right? Those just check for your metabolic function and your electrolyte imbalance and any infection and anemia. Those are very, very basic. And most people do a TSH level. And so when I get patients and they come to me, they're like, well, they just checked my TSH level. Okay. I don't know if you have a thyroid imbalance. Like, I don't know if your thyroid is healthy. If I check one lab, there's five to six labs that I check. And so absolutely, I think, you know, like you're saying, most women are relied upon, right, to be anything and everything in our families, our friendships, work, and we don't sit there and stop and think, huh, I feel like absolute shit, like I need to maybe look into 
getting something checked out. And so I would encourage every single woman listening right now to seriously go to their provider, go to a specialized wellness holistic provider. If your provider is like, no, then fine, find someone else who will listen to you because they're out there. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing, and I know so many women are going to listen to this and shake their head and be like, yep, I definitely understand this. When we have certain things that kind of fluctuate and we're like, we're tired or we just don't feel right. We're gaining weight. We're losing weight. We're losing our hair. Like there can be a huge mixture of things that our body is showing us that there's something wrong. It never fails. Everyone around us, oh yeah, I have that. You're just stressed out or you're just, you have too much caffeine or you have, there's always this excuse that comes up of you're stressed. And I think there's so many of us that when we have those moments, we're like, yeah, maybe I'm just under stress because of my kids or my spouse or my job, my career or the holidays, anything right now. And it's something where you have to be, I love how you said meditation. You have to be very in tune with your body because as women, like we are truly incredible. Like we're amazing and your body will show you, which leads me to the big question. Cause you and I have talked about it. Um, being a nurse practitioner, you know, I'm sure everyone's like, Oh, she has her health figured out. And you kind of got a little bit of a shock with your lab work. So talk to us, tell us what's going on. Yeah. So like you're saying, you know, everyone um, you know, always thinks about stress and right. Stress is the big elephant in the room and truthfully they're right and they're wrong. Okay. So stress can impact everything and anything, but it's not just, okay, you're stressed. Good luck. Drink some wine. That's the complete opposite of what you need to do. And so I actually treat, um, high cortisol levels, low cortisol levels. I get women all the time and that can actually impact your entire body, like your entire metabolism, your hormones, like you said, your sleep cycle. And so it can manifest itself into this horrible dragon in the room. And so, um, I actually was like, you know, I'm obviously I started a new business, um, recently and I've just been really stressed and I was like, man, I just feel off. And so I was like, Oh, I'll just do my lab work for fun. And Holy shit. I was like, okay, great. Um, (laughs) which is embarrassing, but whatever, it's fine. I actually have the lowest testosterone level I have ever seen. Out of all of my patients, all of them, Mm. I'm only 29 years old. Um, My free testosterone level was so low that they were unable to read it. It was embarrassing. And so my estradiol is low. My progesterone is low. And so basically, I am in what we call stage three of HPA axis dysfunction, which is burnout, which is rough, but that's okay. We're here. And, you know, I'm glad that I checked (laughs) myself out. And so, I knew it was something to do with my adrenals and my cortisol. I could feel it. And I'd been working on it for a couple months. But when you look at that and you're like, oh, crap, like, you know what I mean? You you never know. And that, like you're saying, you don't know until you go investigate further. And I mean, I, I take care of myself. I work out three to six times a week. I eat healthy. I sleep. But of course, anything and everything can happen to the most inconspicuous person. And so I think, you know, as women, we know, like, trust your gut. If there's a little voice in your head and you're like, you know what, something's not right. You're right. I'm telling you right now, you were right. Because I was like, holy crap. I I could not believe it. So yeah, I will be addressing that. (laughs) Um, My husband's like, here, you can share my testosterone therapy with me. I'm like, oh my God. But you know, it's been, it's been a whirlwind (laughs) this week um, for sure. But I just want to let everyone know that like, you know, any of your listeners, I mean, I'm 29 years old. And yeah, I never expected that, but it's okay. 
I'm going to, I'm going to help myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, <laughs> any, anything coming up where y'all are like, something is off and they're like, Hey, you just seem stressed. It, it is stress, but it's way, way more effective than you actually think towards your body and could be detrimental at times. And so that like increased cortisol levels can plummet your hormones. And then you just feel like garbage. You just feel like crap all the time. And so no one deserves to feel like that. And so I hope anyone listening, if you ever feel like that, please get help. Another big topic it seems to be now with kind of our generation is everyone seems to be having difficulty with infertility. There's a lot of women that are trying to have a family, starting a family, and it seems to circle back around of, I've been on birth control since I was like 16 and I was told there would be no problems whenever you're ready to start having that family, just come right off and just get started. Do you deal a lot with that with women's health as well? Because it seems to be something that's happening more and more and it's causing a lot of different issues within marriages and with couples. Absolutely. And so it's really heartbreaking, honestly, when I get these patients in and I mean, oh, it hurts my heart, truthfully. Because, I mean, like you said, they come in and they're like, I've been trying for three or four years and they're just so desperate. And, um, you know, they've been told, okay, most of these women have PCOS, honestly. And so the Band-Aid fix for PCOS is birth control. And what's infuriating about this is you're not helping them regulate their cycle. You're not helping them regulate that inflammation, that metabolic insulin resistance, right? Those are the issues of why, like, why are they not ovulating? Like what's going on? And so no one has done any type of testing where they just like, okay, yeah, you have PCOS, keep trying and do an IUI or do in vitro or things like that. And it's it's so frustrating because I have so many patients come to me that are like, I would like to have a child naturally. And I 100% get that. And there's nothing wrong with doing IVF. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I just wish there would be more push for fertility to actually understand a woman's cycle and to map that. And so at Hera Health, at my clinic, um, we do what's called a month-long cycle test to actually see, are you ovulating? Because a lot of women aren't even ovulating. And how do we get you back there? And so like we were going back to the periods, that's a good thing, right? If you're ovulating, if you're having a normal period, that's the sign of youth right there. That's the sign of health. When a woman loses her period, it is a bad thing. Everyone knows that. She's under eating. She's stressed. Something's wrong. And so I don't understand why the hiccup is with this. Everyone's like, well, you just can't have a baby. I don't know. And it's like, no, like, you know, she, you deserve that. Mm -hmm. You deserve why is this going on? What is wrong? Like inflammation wise. And so definitely it's been really hard to watch. And so when I have patients that come in, I try to get them on a cycle map and we test their cycle for a month to see if they're ovulating and then go from there. And so I'm not a fertility specialist. I'm very honest about that. Um, but I do help women with PCOS get that managed. And then thankfully, hopefully, when they're working with their fertility specialists, they have success and don't have to maybe go into the IUI route and things like that. So when we go back and we think about like sex ed and we were taught, I mean, it's so interesting now. I mean, I'm probably going to really age myself at 38, but I always thought like you could get pregnant any day of any time of the month all the time, like no matter what. And I think that that has kind of stuck almost like this panic 
we're now like the new generation. I mean, they're wilding. The new generation. I'm sorry, guys. You guys are wilding out. Let me mm-hmm. tell you. But we're learning through <laughs> things like this of education that that's not a thing. Like what our parents taught us is not a thing. What their parents taught them is not a thing. I mean, I look at my grandmother's generation and like birth control was unheard of in her generation. It was something where if you were sexually active and you got pregnant, you had, you had multiple children in your family, stay at home moms. And now it's like, I feel like everything's kind of shifting where like I said, that the future is female. We are learning about our body. And in tow, I, I think it's really starting this empowering movement because the pharmaceutical companies are starting to realize like they're catching on to us. You don't have to pop a pill every <laughs> single day. If you skip a day or you miss something, like your body is not going into full shock mode. You don't have to double dip and take multiple pills like we all used to in college, like panicking and, you know, doing the sticker date. So I think it's very empowering to have you on and and even as a nurse practitioner to share your story of your labs because you can eat right, you can be educated, and you can still have things in your body that you just need to educate and pay attention to. Absolutely. Yes. And so... You know, with the the pill thing cracks me up, like you were saying, because one of the things that I think irritates me (laughs) the absolute most is that on their, when they made birth control packs, the guys who created it, because of course they were men, they were like, oh, women Mm -hmm. need to have a period. They need that. You know, they, they would feel weird without it. And it's, it's not even a period, like I said before, it, which is so irritating, but they put those sugar pills, the placebo pills in there just to do that. And so exactly like you said, I think it's definitely detrimental and it's just a money grab at this point. And anybody and everyone has their hands in the cookie jar. And it's like, it's just crazy to me. Like, why is a Marina birth control, you know, 900 to $1,100. And it's like, okay, no, this is either for women's health or it's not like you're not here to make all this profit off it. And so it is, it's really infuriating in that, you know, I just wish our modern day medicine would move towards more holistic forms of helping. Again, like I said, yes, there are times and place for birth control, but absolutely not. You know, like you were saying, when you have a 15 year old who's just started her period, it's going to be erratic. That's okay because her hormones are going crazy. If she needs to be on it for three months to help regulate that cycle, okay, don't leave her on it for three years. Like, oh my goodness. It's very frustrating. But yeah, I 100% agree. I think it's frustrating too, because in medicine, we're seeing so many different things come up that are outside of women's health that, you know, you know, like you stated, PCOS for women, but there's a lot, a lot of things that are very odd. Um, There's a lot of autoimmune, there's a lot of neurological, there's a lot of side effects that are now starting to really affect our bodies of those that have been on birth control for an extended period of time. And it's interesting because I mean, I'm 38, I've been on birth control. I can't even tell you how long, but I've, I've, kind of gone through those moments where like, you know what? I don't need this. Like I'm not sexually active at this point in my life. I want to just purge every single toxin in my body and I want to reset. And I have a lot of girlfriends that are doing that. They're like, I'm using tracking apps. I just want to feel normal because of all the side effects. And it's interesting. I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder and going in, I'm like, Hey, I'm on this medication for neurological. I'm on this, but I'm also on these vitamins. And I'm like, I am literally having a 
so-called period of what they considered about every five to seven days. And I knew like, that's not normal. Something is not normal. And it's interesting because I wanted to see what these so-called medical professionals would say. And it was, oh, your birth control pack isn't strong enough with the hormones. So let's put you on something stronger. No, no. (laughs) And I'm like, this is medicine. Like it was crazy to me because I'm like, "Mm -hmm, yep, sure. Because I'm sitting there in my head thinking, I'm not taking anything. I'm off of everything. My body is telling me like, hey, there's an imbalance. Something's going on here. But in the actual world of medicine, it's just, oh, if something's not working, as it says on a label, push it stronger push it harder. So I do agree that there has to be this form of a switch where holistic medicine is looked at as acceptable for women. I think that's the problem. A hundred percent. And so, you know, it's just, it's almost laughed at, you know, I talked to other providers in my area and I can hear it in their voice. Like they just shit talk me through their voice. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, when in fact reality is I treat PCOS with inositol and berberin, which are supplements, and they have been comparatively found to be as effective as metformin. And this is in randomized control trials, like actual literature supporting this. And so that's what's crazy to me. Like you're saying, you have inositol and berberin, which their side effects are minimal, whereas metformin has all of these terrible GI side effects for our patients. And it's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why is it so bad? And so I don't understand. Like I a hundred percent believe in modern medicine and I believe in allopathic forms, you know, that traditional medicine, but there has to be a time and a place, you know? And so it's not, we've kind of gotten away from that push of like, Oh, holistic is just voodoo. It's witchcraft. It's whatever. And it's like, no, it was, it was for thousands of years that people have used this why are we getting away from that? And it's really, really frustrating. And so, you know, I see all my patients have hypothyroidism and it's like, okay, why, why do all these women have hypothyroidism? And you think about it. And one of the things that always interests me is, so we don't eat as many organic vegetables and fruits from the ground, which has selenium in them, which helps protect your thyroid. And so no one eats that anywhere, right? We just eat like Chick-fil-A and stuff. And so we aren't getting those vitamins and nutrients. And it's crazy. And I'm like looking around and I'm like, wait, all these women have hypothyroidism because, and I'm like, "Mm, okay, let's put two and two together. And it's just so crazy to me. I I don't know. I, I definitely am frustrated, but I wish that, and hope, my hope is that modern medicine starts to combine more holistically and help everyone in our future. And, you know, our children and generations after us don't have to go through the same struggle that we've had to go through. I think women are going to listen to this and be like, I'm coming off birth control. I'm going to just start planting my own (laughs) garden in my backyard in the middle of winter. Ladies, if things don't grow, this is not our fault. We are not here for for all that. Um, But I really do appreciate you coming on and talking about women's health because I feel that we have to advocate for ourselves. And when we stand up to actual normal, what, what we consider normal medicine, we're called crazy. We're told you've got too much on your plate or no, you're really not experiencing that. Or here you have this, this, and this side effect. So take five other pills or medications that are going to cause more side effects. And we'll see in the next 30 to 45 days, have a nice day. And I love what your business is doing because you are educating without having any excuses. Like you're really diving into every single individual and finding the root of the issues 
and finding what works for women, because I feel like right now in this movement, we're lost, but we're also trying to just educate ourselves in the best way that we know how. And what better way to do that than sitting down and listening to a podcast like this, where we get just kind of that sense of, I can do this. I can advocate for myself. I'm not losing my mind, maybe here and there some days, but you have to be your own advocate and there it's okay to not listen to an actual like MD or something when it comes to wanting a new holistic route, because maybe the route you're doing has not worked for decades. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree with that. And so, you know, like you're saying, I really hope that anybody listening really explores any option. And if you're not a hundred percent satisfied with what they're telling you, you know, they spent three minutes with you, your provider, and they're like, Hey, good luck to you. Um, here's 10 more pills. And so one of the biggest things, especially in perimenopause and menopause, and we, we haven't really touched on this, but it just mind boggles me is we have all these chronic diseases that start after 50 and everyone's like, well, grandma's on 20 pills. She has to be on 20 pills. When in reality, no one looks in the mirror and it says, what happens at 50? You lose your hormone. That is the reason why we have this huge bloom of metabolic disorders. And like I was saying before, your hormones impact every single function in your body, truthfully. And so it just drives me nuts is that they would rather give 20 pills that all interact with each other, have horrible side effects, than give hormone replacement therapy, your own hormones back to you to help you prevent, to get, you know, heart disease, hypertension, um, Alzheimer's disease. And so that's, it's so frustrating to me. And I, I really do hope that, you know, the, the biggest change right now is it's coming up. And so I hope that women in their forties and their fifties right now realize it is not too late. You can absolutely still get on hormone replacement therapy. Once you start entering perimenopause to help you prevent any metabolic disorders, any age related disorders, I mean, I don't know anybody who's like, yes, I would love to have, you know, osteoporosis. No one. And so if you had a way to prevent that, you know what I mean? Why would you not take that? And I get a lot of questions about like safety concerns and they're like, hey, is this safe to take? And I'm here to tell you nothing is more safe than your own hormones, your own bioidentical hormones. They're, you're fine. You're okay and you're safe and your, your body will thank you. And so a bunch of my patients, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but a bunch of my patients usually ask, Hey, like, you know, do I have to take these forever? And I'm, I'm always like, yes, you want your hormones forever. That is vitality. That is youth. You want your hormones forever. It will help you age gracefully, have a better quality of life. And so I hope that medicine moves towards that. I hope medicine moves towards a lot of different things because let's just say it's a very scary world. Yeah. I think uh, the more we actually educate ourselves um, and, you know, sometimes it's not always on Google or the things that we look up because sometimes we freak ourselves out. Um, but it's just talking to those that like are like yourself. You're in the game. You've seen it. You're experiencing it. You're experiencing it in your own life and you're using your knowledge and using, like you said, what has worked for thousands and thousands of years prior to us. And I think we're really in this great movement that it shifts over to that. So I'll make sure to put all your information in the bio. If you're interested, if you have questions, schedule with her, a talk with her, no matter the age. Um, like she said, we've gone from 15 all the way up to menopause in this episode. Women's health encompasses all women. We all are going to go through every single stage and cycle in life eventually. So what better way than to start now, especially for yourself? Yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. 
That's a wrap already on today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for spending your time right here with me. And a very special thank you to today's sponsor. We are stronger together, louder as one, and truly a family connected. Be sure to leave a review to bring others along this journey with us. Tune in weekly on your favorite streaming platform. Or if you're interested in being a guest, send me a message today. Let's get to talking. Until next time, be good to others, be good to you. See you next week.